From Sacramento, the Bishop's Radio Hour with Bob Dunning, focusing on today's issues in the context of gospel values. Now, here's Bob Dunning on Relevant Radio. That's me. Welcome to you on this beautiful day the Lord has made as we move on through uh, into the new year, 2024. I still have trouble believing it when I say it or write it or type it, but there it is, 2024, uh, presidential election year, uh, a leap year, an Olympic year, and another year to find the Lord and spread the good word of our Catholic faith and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And it isn't going to be long before we're saying Ash Wednesday is just around the corner. In fact, Ash Wednesday right now is just around the corner. We're pleased to welcome in Jane Lee, God's Heart and Hands Ministry. Jane? Thank you. Good to be here. Here's the trivia question. Yes. Ash Wednesday also falls on a famous holiday. I'll say that. Not infamous, but a famous holiday, a a well-liked holiday. Ash Wednesday also falls on that this year. I don't know if it's ever happened before. I don't remember it. And in my mind, it proves that God has a sense of humor. <laughs> Some of the animals, like the aardvark and things like that, platypus, that no. didn't say he had a no. sense of humor, but this does. Uh, right it, there. Ash Wednesday this year falls on Valentine's Day. St. Valentine's Day. Day. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, God's trying to teach us to love every day, isn't he? In yeah. Always. It's kind of a, you know, one was one is the beginning of Lent and... and the, you know, sacrifice and charity and almsgiving, and the other is a celebration of love, I guess is a, a great way to say it. And this so, year it ends on Easter, so that's great. It starts yeah. on Valentine's Day and it ends on Easter yeah. this year, so, so that's great. Yeah, <laughs> very good. Although I already saw uh, Valentine's Day in the stores about oh, oh, a week ago. Since so. October, I think. I think so. They're yeah. just going to leave it all out all year. So you're right about that's the Catholic That's probably faith. Valentine's Day for 2025 already. <laughs> you know, they've got everything else. Yes, and it always is an opportunity to learn to love more, and God's giving us all these chances and wants is guiding us towards Him, shepherding yeah. us towards Him more and yeah. more. True, true. And then when you were talking about 2024 and not being able to believe it, remember the old days we wrote checks? How long it took us to shift to the new year? Oh, we were just in the habit of writing. I, I bet, the old I bet, fifty percent of checks in the first month were mm-hmm. were. Uh, you don't write checks anymore. I still write checks. Well, not as much, not as much. I I don't write, love writing checks, but (laughs) I I prefer writing a check. Mm -hmm. The rest of it, just even that seems a little bit artificial. You know, we've gone from coins, heavy coins, Mm -hmm. you know, to gold bars and all kinds of stuff like that to, I never had a gold bar, but Uh to cash, you know, Mm -hmm. paper, and then to credit cards. And now it's just like, Automatic deposit of your paycheck and mm-hmm. automatic this gets taken out and automatic that gets taken out. And it's like there's no, there's no sense of any. And, and I notice right. it with the kids sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. that, that less of a sense of money mm-hmm. because you go out to dinner and there's, there's, there's a credit card. Right. And you just sign something and there's no sense. You know, they work at their jobs and they get automatic deposit and they're mm-hmm. their bank account you know it's like there's no sense of oh like when you used to mow mrs smith's lawn and she gave you money and she gave you cash and then you would go buy a soda pop or something right that is something parents we part of our job is bigger now it's different than it was even a generation ago even 10 years ago yeah um that we and part of the work of god's heart and hands ministry is remembering that parents are the link between god and their children we stand between them um, and so one of the jobs we have to do is helping children now have that sense of money because so much is based on it because you make decisions based because you understand the, the, the gravity of a meal that's inexpensive versus a meal that's right. expensive. And if it's a piece of plastic in both cases, you have the children. Don't yeah, have the, it, is, it, it is. It's it's they paid for it the same way. Right. You know, it's just, it, you just put that card there and there, there it went, mm-hmm. whether you're buying a loaf of bread or a full basket of groceries. Um, same. That's the exact same thing. Right, right. There's not peeling out the 20s. Yeah, like, There's oh, not that physical and sense. And looking in your wallet and going, we're going we're gonna to have to put something back, you know. Right, right. You don't. I remember don't. those days. <laughs> and, and it was purposeful because in that transaction, we had the real experience of the exchange for our work. 
Yeah. You know, and so we had a sense of that person works really hard for their money. And this person, so I want to, like, I I went to lunch with a friend a couple weeks ago, and it was just before Christmas, and I very well over tipped. And and she said, well, you know, this much, you know, that's that's like $10 over what still is a nice tip, 25% tip. But it's like, it's Christmas. She's Mm -hmm. on her feet. Yeah. 12 hours at least. And so it's an, cause I understand what that work versus money exchanges, yeah. but to show it to a kid, and that's part of the challenge of being a parent right now in the new, the modern era is helping kids really get that sense of the satisfaction for work. The more lawns you mow, the more money you make, yep. not the more plastic, the more digits well, in that on connection plastic. between, uh, I mean, I can remember, Buying a, a baseball glove when I was young, mm-hmm. you know, so I could saving up for play it. Play little leagues. Literally, I mean, in the old days, uh, I think Walmart might still do this. It was something called layaway. Oh, Walmart still does it. Wow, that's I great. I don't know if they do, I but I, I think they did longer than anybody mm-hmm. else. Where where you actually, be, it would allow you to buy something that was on sale, mm-hmm. and and usually it was like a, maybe it was a washer dryer or that mm-hmm. kind of thing or a bicycle or something, and You'd go in and you'd make the agreement, mm-hmm. and you'd uh, let's say the bicycle was well, well let's, what they weren't hundred dollars in those days, but but a hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and you'd agree to pay ten dollars a month for ten months, mm-hmm. and then you'd get the bicycle. Right. You didn't get it now. Right. You had to pay it off first. And they held it in the back. And they board, held it. And it had your name. Or at on least it. they said they did. Well, <laughs> you know. And it had your name on it. It was. Yeah, they held it for you. Kid. Got a, he's only got one more month. We better find a bike. <laughs> <laughs> and there wasn't any interest, typically. Usually not. Right. Yeah, and, and and but you had to you had to pay for it first. Mm-hmm. And if you couldn't pay for it, then you went you did it on a layaway. Mm-hmm. And and it it helped a lot of people. Just like thirty year mortgages helped a lot of people buy homes who mm-hmm. previously couldn't. Mm-hmm. You know and and. Uh, yeah. And that's part of our job as parents is to, to help kids navigate, to get them ready and preparing over those years so that they can buy the house or live and manage a budget and understand how money goes. And it's not just symbols on a, on a piece of paper. And so part of our job as God's heart and hands is not just pre- preparing them for the adult world, but really why, what their purpose is in life and why God created them and what their what our job long term is, and it's multifaceted, and that's where our faith is so rich. It's not only just the foundation for them in life, but it's the walls and the roof and everything they need to move forward. And one of the most challenging thing in talking to to parents is how to help kids navigate the rosary, how to mm. sit still for it, how to help them really get it, stay engaged, you know, for their attention span. And by telling and children love stories, and actually we know that because of from nursery rhymes to fairy tales to folklore and so on. All the movies are stories. And it, yeah. I would offer that even video games are stories. As much as there's other things that are going on with video games, there's still a story. Yeah. Children want to live in the Bible. That's how Jesus taught, right? The most complex spiritual concepts, philosoph- philosophy and so on, he taught through a story. And we can then understand the subtleties and how often we talk about we can go deeper and deeper just into Mary and Martha, which wasn't yeah. just a story. It, 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 it is. You're, you're exactly right. The, the the Bible is a whole bunch of stories, you mm-hmm. know. I mean, there's a, other things, obviously. There's a lot of teaching in there, and there's a lot of discernment. Uh, uh, but ultimately, so many of the lessons are taught in a story fashion, a mm-hmm. parable, if you will, mm-hmm. you know, and... Uh, yeah, from Mary. I mean, I, I I know Mary and Martha. You you come home from mass, and it's like we could talk all day about this, right? You and know, then as like, we get like older, who is, different... who who's kind of kind of whose side are you on? Sort of, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and or or who who do you imagine yourself to be in that situation? Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then you just you know the woman at the well and and the the, the sermon on the mount and. Right, the and the Good Samaritan. And, and, and the Good Samaritan in Cana, and, and right, right. on and on and on. Um, all these stories, mm-hmm. you know. And, you know, it's it's funny because some, growing up with the term Good Samaritan, mm-hmm. I always just thought of a Samaritan as a, a good person, 
you know, and there's even good Sam clubs. Um, oh, that's right. You know, mm-hmm. that help people on the road and, mm-hmm. and, and things like that. And, and it's always had a wonderful meaning. And, and, and then one day you find out that there was more to that story than just this was the person who stopped. This was a person who was not held in high esteem in that society. Oh, that's right. You know, that's right. this was a person with, that we avoid this person. Right. And he's the one that stopped mm-hmm. and helped the person. You know, it was like it was it was a double whammy when you learn. But when you as a little kid, you're just thinking, oh, good Samaritan. Yeah, right. I'll be a good Samaritan and I'll help somebody. Right. And, and I honestly wonder if at the time they were by saying the good Samaritan, like there was a good one, you know, saying talking about yeah. referring to how much animosity, you would say, I or prejudice. I don't, I don't know that animosity is the right word, but how they were viewed. Shunning, and, really. Yes, yeah. yes. And to have a good one was something worth putting in the title. But that tells us that anything on the outside is not who they are on the inside. And that's another thing that we parents have responsibility for is to help children understand that. And really what matters is what's on the inside and, and Jesus how. did his best. I mean, he, he always, you know, exalted. He raised up if you will, more than raised up, but but used ordinary people, used sometimes despised people mm-hmm. as examples of his love. Right. You know? People very much unexpected. Yeah. Very unexpected. And and he used, uh, how does he say, it was in uh, one of the readings a few weeks ago, using the weak to humble the the proud. Yeah. You know, the what we term to be lower, which are not, but... To, to humble someone that considers himself yeah, to be I mean, on top. Yeah, the meek. I mean, right. How many, <laughs> how many great philosophers or or politicians or anything else praised have ever praised meekness? Not, if you find one, let us know. Not very, right. not very many. Mm-mm. They praise strength and power and brains and mm-hmm. physical skill mental skill everything we see m- money uh, right. wealth uh rarely do you hear anybody praising meekness that's it's, true it's very you know it's just very interesting mm-hmm. um every you know every time i ponder all these things it it's a new opening doesn't matter how old you are there's always mm-hmm. a new opening i, I hear the the Prodigal son story. There's another story. Mm-hmm. Yes. You hear that story, uh, not differently, not like it contradicts something I remember, but there's it's richer the next time. Mm-hmm. And then I hear something even different or more, more right. every time I hear that story. And then when you have children, we oh. see it as a different, we see it completely I didn't even like that story when I was growing up. I'm going, that doesn't sound quite right. This kid went off and mm-hmm. it didn't, you know, and, and he's getting a big party. You know, mm-hmm. and then one day I had a son, and it just whew, it bypassed the brain. You know, it right? Just, you it goes know, to the heart, straight to the heart. I go, oh, now I know what that one's about. Right, right, and the suffering that father was going through. Yep. You know, an internal suffering. And of and course, I see the father as God, the Father. Mm-hmm. Something waiting for us. Realize to, later. Uh, That's yeah, true. We waiting realize for older. us to to come back. And the party he throws of us, and what is it Jesus taught about? There's more celebration in heaven when a sinner turns around. One, one, yeah, ni- right. n- not the ninety-nine, the one. Go right. look for the mis- the lost sheep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, if we now, as parents, with the new year and and reevaluating our lives and talking about New Year's resolutions, and anytime there's a big change, whether it's a change in the season or a life change, a change in job, or a loss in job, or a health issue, but New Year's consistently gives us a time for pause to, to reassess and like how do we want this to be what do we know now how are we going to move forward anticipating whatever as much as we can but it's always putting God back into the center of the family that makes the most difference for the family it's the family that goes to adoration as often as they can between the dinner and bedtime that 20 minutes in between is they just have a different sense about them mm-hmm. they just have a different they're not as pulled by the world, and the parents are focusing on God. They don't have all the answers, but actually they admit they don't have all the answers, and that meekness, if you will, takes them back to God. And so when we do that, when we do that with our children, we're we're combating the modern-day whatever plagues your family 
the most we can by just going back to God and letting him be the fortress around you. Mm-hmm. And then he'll guide you and, and show you what to do. But then understanding, coming back to the rosary, we know it's so spiritually powerful. And then make us a, a children's story. You know, the, the wedding at Cana. Children love stories. And they can, only, if they, they can only think so much about it. They don't know a lot about the mysteries of the rosary. But just talking about the wedding at Cana, for example, and talking about the bride wearing a pretty dress at the wedding and the food, the delicious meat they eat, and the dessert. And you don't have to know anything about the culture to know that they probably ate meat and there was, there was going to be sweets there. And so by talking about that, and they had music and dance because it was a joyful evening, and then expanding on it and just using that the creative imagination and relating it to the children's world, and then what it was like to run out of wine, and then it was so important that Mary asked Jesus to help. It, she knew it was going to take a supernatural solution, or he just could think of a way that she couldn't. We don't know, but she asked him to help either way. Yeah. And how huge that was. And so you can help children live into it because it doesn't matter if they're three years old. They can understand a party and celebration and joy. And then there's a problem. And what do we do? We go to the Lord. And so just by telling it, it's parents, we always are very imaginative. Just And the car is a great time to, to be imaginative or waiting for dinner to cook. And you just talk with your children. And then you're teaching them how to tell stories and they're listening to stories and then they might even engage, and, and you can see that far-off look in their eye. And then my kids would typically just pick up their crayons and start drawing pictures mm. because they saw something in their mind of the story that we were talking about. Well, then the rosary, when we get, come around to it, they've got a story in their mind that that decade can relate to. Mm-hmm. So it helps the children bridge to the rosary, to prayer, to Our Lady, and to God in the bigger picture. And anything we can do to help parents right now, I think, is crucial. And anything parents can do to keep bringing God in, helping their children understand God in their, I think we were talking about the, the story of the prodigal son, how it changed as we got older and different right. station in life, understanding even children in different ages are going to anticipate or uh, interpret, rather, or live into a story of, of the decade um, in a different way yep. at different ages. And then this can become part of your family fabric. Because many times when we were driving is when my children would ask these questions and, and you could expand because they're, they're, they're just enjoying the ride and we can tell stories and so on and so forth. But remembering, but if parents have the thought in their mind, I am God's heart and hands. I don't have to solve everything, but I know who to go to in order to deal with this with my children. Yeah, and I, uh, my, my prayer is always put the words in my mouth, but put the action in my in my body uh-huh. uh, to do the right thing um, because they'll come to you sometimes with problems that you really don't. I mean, sometimes you, you, you know what the right answer is, but it might be hard. It might mm-hmm. be hard for them to do the kid, mm-hmm. or it might be hard for you to tell them that that's what they need to do. Mm-hmm. You don't mm-hmm. want to make them sad. You don't, you know, that right. kind of thing. But there are times when you really, you, you, you toss your hands up and say, Oh, I don't know. I don't know how to handle this one. I don't. I don't know quite what we're going to do here, mm-hmm. and um, that's when you ask God. And it's not just you know in parenting, but but in in, in all walks of life where you go. I don't. I'm not quite sure where to go here. Uh, you you have please Lord have me go where you want me to go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And turning towards Him, and that's what we need to. That that piece is huge. It can ha- I think somebody's going to pick up the cell phone and call the caterer. <laughs> and say, oh, so <laughs> Except it's a destination wedding and the signal's not going yeah, through. What do yeah, we do? Yeah. We're back to God. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's really true. And how often scripture um, guides us and says in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 5 to 9, Therefore you shall love the Lord your God with your whole heart and your with your whole being and with your whole strength. So that's telling us, man, you've got to be all in. You've got to just everything. Look back to the Lord. Take to heart these words, which I command to you today. And the next part's huge. Keep repeating them to your children. Recite them when you're at home and when you're away, when you lie down and when you get up. Bind them on your arm as a sign and let them be as a pendant on your forehead. Okay, that kind of makes me smirk. As a pen. I, I, I just imagine what that looks like on your forehead. But it's everywhere you go, 
when your children look at you, do they see that in you? And then the last part is write them on the doorposts of your houses and your gates. So it's recite them, bind them, let them, and write them, and keep repeating them to your children. And so elsewhere in the Bible, it says, you know, don't bug your children to the point of irritation. So I think what they're saying is live it. Yeah, to where they lose heart, I think, is right. one of the one of the words. And that, boy, I've I've looked at that one a bunch because because I think I, th- you know, there's some kids are are a lot more difficult than other kids, mm-hmm. you know, in raising them, and you don't know quite why. It's not that they're quote unquote bad kids. No, they just come in with a they, harder. They, they, I got, don't know what you, would you call it. Other stuff that's some glide some, through. Some, some kids bump get an through. A in, in math, and some kids get Fs, as you know, as a tutor. Tutor, yeah. tutor you know, I mean. And it doesn't mean the one kid's even stupid or whatever no, people want to say. Um, it's just it, they have different challenges. And mm-hmm. some some people fit better in social situations. Some people don't. Some people just have a harder time sitting on the couch and watching a sitcom on TV with family or right. a family dinner. They're, they kind of want to be in their room. It's just different. But um, don't. Don't nag them so much or, or harangue them to the point where they lose heart, you know, where, yeah, you need to correct them and you need to guide them and you need to tell them the truth all the time. Mm-hmm. And you need, above all, I think, to be an example. You, you need to live. And I think that's what they're saying there by yeah. being an example. The only way you can do that with your whole heart, your whole being, your whole strength and do that at home and away and recite them and bind them and let them be as a pendant on your forehead and write them on the doorposts of your houses and your gates, if it's just innate in you, yeah. if it's in you, if you're experiencing it, then it comes natural. Otherwise, kids can tell if it's not natural. Yeah. If you do one, if you say one thing and do another, they, they, and the, they and see And the other it. thing I think that's important for kids and for parents is that those kids think that they are the most important thing in your life. More important than your job, than your whatever, mm-hmm. you know, that they think that, they believe that, and that you, the parent, believe it too. Mm-hmm. You're not you just, act, you're you make not different just, decisions. You're not just acting. Oh, okay, I better be. Uh, sometimes you see, you'll see even in in uh, pro life messaging, you'll see billboards of dads. You know, mm-hmm. be responsible, yes. do the right thing, and. And not that there's anything wrong with that message, but I, I, I wish there were more messages like about the joy of fatherhood, speaking as a yes. father, you know, uh, how, how, right. how amazing it, it is, how amazing it is and right. how wonderful it is and how it will supersede anything else you do in your life. Mm-hmm. If, if you have kids and you have a relationship with your kids and, and um, nothing changes you like being a father. Yeah. From it, watching it and, and my brothers and so on and my husband, obviously. But nothing opens your heart and, yeah. and you experience emotions you just can't find anywhere else. Yeah, and, and, and ones you wouldn't know. I mean, it, it's hard to explain. I'm sure it was explained to me growing up about how important from my dad, from my mom. But I, rem- I remember the very first child when, you know, mom was being wheeled off into recovery and dad's holding the kid uh-huh. after they clean him up. You know? Right. And slap him on the back and uh-huh. you know do the little tests that they do now mm-hmm. on on babies, and I'm looking at this kid that I did not know an hour ago, right? And am right now willing to die for this kid. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's beautiful. You know, and it wasn't it wasn't any pat on the back kind of thing. Oh, how, right. how noble! It was it was a, just an honest, overwhelming feeling. Mm-hmm. I would do anything for this child I didn't know an hour ago. Right, and right. that's a gift from God. And, and there isn't anything else in the world that you will have that no. that internal visceral no. response, and especially with number one, and absolutely no money. Oh <laughs> and, my gosh! And no, you know, no, just love. No, you can say no way to take care of them. Clearly, you had no way to take yes. care of them. You're going to figure that out, right? But but there there was not a a possession or oh well, this is going to make it harder to go to Tahoe on the weekend. Or, <laughs> you know. Right. It was just pure joy and pure love. Right, right. And and it takes you, it gives you the total clarity of what really is important. Yeah. What really matters. And it's a hard balance because the world is saying, 
do X, Y, Z. Because especially as being an, an engineer before I was a math tutor, and they were pulling at us, you know. And I remember a, a woman engineer had her master's in engineering, um, pregnant with her second child. And um, uh, somebody said to her, um, if you don't stay home with your children, you're a bad mom. And if you do stay home, why would we waste the education on you? Yeah. And it's, they're just, they're, like there was an answer that fit everyone. There's not. There's not. And, and parenthood is the most important job. There's no commandment about any other job on the yeah. planet except parenthood. And so we have to be like you were talking about not having any money when you have this child. There's community and there is community around them. And that's part of our job as parents is to form that community for them and to give your children a community, the church, the family, the neighborhood and so on, because that's part of how God designed it to be how we're supposed to have that around them. He created community right off the bat, going yeah. down by the Sea of Galilee, call, come, follow me. He was creating this community. And they had that sense, that internal sense that said, drop the net, this is real, we're going. And so going back to the birth of your son and how beautiful a story that is, there's that that internal drive to protect, to, to provide. Mm -hmm. And obviously it all worked out. You know, you were able to handle and everything, and God took care of you, right? Yeah, and you know, people talk up. They talk about maternal instinct a lot, which mm -hmm. I think is is probably not more prevalent in the animal kingdom. But mm -hmm. maybe there's less paternal out there in the animal kingdom. Although in some species, it's very strong. But I think there's a it's a gift from God for sure. What you mm -hmm. can call it instinct if you want to, but the, but but men if. I don't know. I, I, you, you, if you think, people say, well, the mom has maternal instinct. I mean, and, and there's a difference because she carried the child for right. heaven's sakes for nine months um, and, and, and has the ability to feed the child all by herself mm -hmm. without any help from anybody. Um, that's something a man doesn't have. Right. But there's a, a lot of something in a man about, about a, ch a child. I would call it paternal instinct, honestly, because the maternal instinct – needs the protector. It's a balance. It's God created both for a reason, to come together. You're right, the mom can feed the child, but the child and the mom need that paternal instinct to be in balance, to have the whole the whole picture. Yeah, I think, I think obviously, it, 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 you take God out of the picture and just say, okay, how did this species survive? It had to be both, both working real hard to keep those, yes. to take care of those kids. Because right. I don't know how far back you go in history. A baby is a baby. Mm -hmm. A baby needs a lot. Yes. I mean, it need it commands being, yes. your attention for a long time. You know, if it, it just does. Mm -hmm. You you know, you, you always hear in the in the argument over abortion about viability. That that term viability. You know, like it's viable at maybe twenty four weeks or twenty six weeks or what, and you go. No, take a newborn right. and just put it on a desert island, right. surrounded by food, right, and and good weather. Uh huh. It's not viable. No, that, uh, yes. it, it maybe till about age eighteen. You know. No, you're absolutely right, and they still need help. They need help, and don't we all as human beings? Because yeah. I can't grow my food, process my food, hunt my food. And also build my house. Especially in this day and age, very few of us are actually viable on our own. Right. Very, That's really very, true. Very few. That's really true. And they I'd be on the head of the list of people who weren't. <laughs> but and, and that's how God created it in the big scheme of things. And so for us to think we can pull a piece out and just say, oh no, this is what's important. The paternal instinct, we know when it's there and we know when it's not there. And when it's not there, the family is totally at risk. The family's in trouble. Because now it's coming up and, and we're drawing pushing our well, because um different we're re regaining the intent of the interest in saint joseph so we're mm. understanding a very strong pure divinely held paternal instinct and he was but he turned to god because it was a big deal i mean going to having to leave in the middle of the night and so on and so forth to flee to egypt he had the paternal instinct but he needed god's help and i would say that's still true today in the in the in the world and to say that women don't need and I, i've seen it and I ended, i've ended up in those discussions and that, well, I don't need a man to have a child. Well, actually, I, I don't want to inflame anybody, but, well, maybe not. Sometimes people die, and you're forced to be a single mom or a single dad. And we're chipping away. I won't even say we're chipping away at God's design. We're walking away from pieces of God's design when the healthiest, strongest unit 
is what God designed, and we're we're reorganizing. And that's it. why things like you know some people fight it, but uh, like marriage prep and things like that are are so so important, so valuable because you you, you know you could say you don't want to do it without without a man or without you know like mm-hmm. like this just isn't working. Well, you're trying to make sure that the person you marry, and it doesn't always work. The person you marry is the right person, mm-hmm. is is the one who would be a good father or right. a good mother or a good spouse, you know, and and I, I think that sometimes we we rush so headlong into that, and and you do find situations where you, through no fault of you know like somebody I I I'm here I'm I've got the kids I'm I'm happy I'm right I want to be a good husband I want to be a good wife where the other partner is gone just mm-hmm. gone right or, and it happens it happens and and um those people you know n- need our help too you know and need our right. love and, and they need, need our the community and they need the community right. yeah. and and whether whatever the reason is going back as long as man's been on the planet that has happened in a community mm-hmm. it happened in our our parish 50 years ago the the husband died at 40 years of age and the mom was alone to raise four children so the community gathered around her to support her yeah and that it happens, and that's what we do. And so, but parents are called, we in recognizing that parents are God's heart and hands. That we are the fourth commandment. We are in that fourth commandment. First three are about God. Bottom six are about human behavior. But in the middle, is it's telling us as humans we need to honor thy father and mother. Mm-hmm. Which, in thinking about it, like uh, you were talking earlier about going deeper into a parable when you get a different stage in life. Looking at that commandment from a uh, an old, even older stage in life now, right. honor thy father and mother, is it not also possibly a guidance towards humanity to honor fathers and mothers? Because they are the building block of society. Children are formed, we know, in, within the first few years. Right. Who has their attention forms them for the future. And it's not an easy job. It's the biggest, hardest, most demanding job on the planet you pick any job, and it doesn't stand up to be a, a parent because they don't get you out of bed in the middle of the night. They don't keep you up for three days running yep. when you didn't get a, a hot well, meal and, or a hot when shower. When your child is sick, it's like you're sick. That's right. You know, That's right. And you'll like, see those parents, and when they've got a child in the hospital, and you can tell the parent has not tended to themselves for a very long time because they're focused on the child. Nothing pulls you out of Everything you expect from life to be there, like being a parent, it is, I believe, and maintain the highest spiritual path there is. Mm -hmm. Because like you talked about, in a moment, how you felt for this tiny baby boy you were holding, there's nothing in your job I would offer that could shift Mm -hmm. you that fast Mm -hmm. as a human being. And and people do that, and they yearn, and and everything about it how it changes that fast. And our son was similar in that he went, like yours did, um, or your youngest did, went into NICU right after he was born. I knew in that moment I was not going back to a 40-plus-hour-a-week yeah. job. I was going to make any change possible, and I fully planned to go back at six weeks. But then seeing him on life support, everything changed. Everything changed. And that's what God calls us to. And, and like what you were talking about, how some kids have it easier or harder – Parenthood is a job. Parenthood, we can define it. We can also we can say what it does, and we can point to what happens when it's not done well, and when pieces fall out. Families go into crisis. We can see it in society. We bear the brunt of it. I see it in education. Mm-hmm. I see it when, and it's not a matter of working parent or non-working parent because we've always had working parents. Women have always worked. They were out in the field. I I know grandmothers actually want them still alive. Talked about birthing a baby and going back oh, out in the field. My mom worked full time with five kids. Mm-hmm. You know, from the time we were little. Mm-hmm. But her emphasis was on the family. Yeah, we she didn't, was a mom. We didn't, first. She was working nights. We didn't even know she had a job. Yeah, your <laughs> mom was super mom. That's yeah. for sure. I don't know how she slept, but she, I don't think she did. No, that's a divine thing. Where God just gives you the energy for what you need to be and where you need to be. The motivation. To it. Her motivation was toward her family, and mm-hmm. she's working to help support her family mm-hmm. uh not to not to get ahead to get even you know just to get uh, right get just even, to keep it just you know don't worry about money in the bank just worry that we have enough to eat and we right. have enough clothes to wear and, and that kind of stuff and mm-hmm. and 
never, never once was she absent. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Even, even though she's working full time. Mm-hmm. She was there and she was, and, and, that was her and, focus, you knew. And, and, and you know, um, that's, that's not uncommon Mm-mm. at all, you know. No, it brings us out of you. It brings this strength out of you. And then um, the, in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 10, verse 13, 14, and people were bringing children to him that he might touch them, but the disciples rebuked them. When Jesus saw this, he became indignant and said to them, let the children come to me. Mm-hmm. Do not prevent them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Indignant is a very strong word. He wasn't just telling them. He was angry. It has, it's a very strong word, possibly even furious at them for pushing the children away. Yep. And is that not telling us? There's a lot in that scripture, again, unpacking scripture at, at different levels and over time. There's so much there. He became angry at the disciples and commanded them to let the children come to him. The children had a natural draw to him, sure. and they got in the way. And and he was, by saying, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Wow, there's a whole yeah. lot there. And he says, he says, beyond let, the, you know, of course, let the children come to me. He says, you have to come as a child. Right. And then we, tr- we try to understand, don't we, as adults, well, what does he mean by a child? Do we have to be infantile? No. No. Do we have to let someone else take care of us? Well, God, but No. He's talking about that openness, right? That 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 we're they're drawn to God. Yep. That they 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 want nothing more to, than to move yep. towards Him yep. and to move towards the Lord. And that's how important parenthood is: is to identify for children where is God, what is of God, and to to allow their impulses to draw them close to God, and to support it and to protect it. Yeah, and you know, you make the good point that. Uh, uh, Honor your father and mother uh, made it into the Ten Commandments, you know. And I, I don't know what you know. People can say, "Well, these are the the greatest things. These are the biggest things." Uh, you know, you can say they're the Big Ten, but that's a football conference, you know. But they're <laughs> right, the, they're the right. You know, follow the, well, follow these, and don't worry about anything else. Yeah, um, there's a lot to that. Jesus says, you know, love your neighbor as yourself, mm-hmm. and love the Lord thy God with all your heart and soul. You know, those that's the big commandment, mm-hmm. you know, not contradicting anything no. in the 10. And people say, well, there's there's all these other issues that aren't in the 10 commandments. Why aren't why aren't they there? You know, well, I think I, I think most most things known to man fit somewhere in those 10 commandments, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and maybe it's not as as obvious, but there it is in the in the top 10. Right, and isn't it fascinating? Honor your father and mother. When you know, we know God wrote the Ten Commandments, right? That after He talked about what our view of God should be, what our behavior should be, keep holy the Sabbath, and the attention turns towards humanity and how to to behave, so to speak, and our behavior. The first thing is talking about honoring and fathers and mothers. Yep, that's that's a huge indication. Yep. of the structure, what should be the structure of humanity to honor fathers and mothers. And then also not only for par- for children to do that, but also collectively for the community, honor the family, honor the children, yep. because children are what make the mother or the father. If you don't have children, biologically, you're not a mom or a dad, so to speak, but it's, it, and it, they, the children can come to you through many, many relationships but you're still being their mother or father. Yep. Mothers and fathers are of children. Yep. You know, a father figure is of a child, and, and it can be an adult child. You know, even right down to, you know, bearing false witness. You know, you go, wow, how did that, how'd that get in there? You know, and you go, well, a lot of people aren't going to kill. Right. A lot of people are going to honor their father and mother. A lot of people are going to love God. A lot of people are going to mm-hmm. not have a, I mean, we all fall short, but, but, they aren't going to have a lot of trouble with, but they sure like to gossip about the people next door. Right. And it, it's, it's just amazing. You hear something and you don't even know if it's true, but you, you just hear it about somebody. You don't really mm-hmm. know about them. Right. And you hear it and you go, Oh man, that, that sounds terrible. Or, right. And, and you instantly, you can't unring the bell. You no. instantly think differently about that person. Right. And it can be 
a hundred percent made up. Mm-hmm. And you could even That's tell yourself, oh, I just think they they're exaggerating. That's how or dangerous it is, right? It's really destructive. Mm-hmm. It's a it's it's if if you want to put what what are some of the highest crimes just mm-hmm. in a moral sense. That's a big one. Isn't that and that's why it's in right. there. Right. Right. You know? Because you don't because people don't go ask them. No. You and, know? Uh, and we know of lives that have been destroyed by someone speaking. Yeah. And even if you yeah. only believe maybe ten percent of it, you just have a little doubt. You're looking right. at them a little bit askance now, you know, and right. Um and especially if they're talking about a stranger. Oh, stay away from that guy. He's this, this, and this and this. Right. You know. You're gonna cheat you out of all your money, or so you know. You know, gee, you seem like a nice guy to me. I was just talking to him, but right. But there must be must be something to it, right? Right, and that's why it's so important, right? Why God made it as as a commandment. Yeah, and that is something that, if backing up a level, that parents influence that. Oh no, no, don't believe it just because someone said it. That doesn't mean that it's true. It's parents saying that to their children when something comes. Oh, I heard this about Johnny. No, we don't know that, and we need to give them the benefit of the doubt, and so on and so forth. And how to deal? And that's one of the things we have to help them deal with, is when gossip does come along their way, and it's hard. And parenting is, is getting yeah, um, it's it's double edged. It's not just when yes. do, just don't you do it, mm-hmm. but how do you deal with it when it when it does happen? So it's right. not destructive in your mind where you're you're right. because. You're not consciously doing it, and you you came upon this information, information, this mm-hmm. this whatever. Mm-hmm. It, may, it may be true. Who knows? Right. Or parts of it are true. Regardless, you didn't you didn't go out and seek this. This is just some somebody said something to you. Right. And and negative, obviously, a false witness, mm-hmm. and and it's human nature. You're gonna. You, you just respond to it. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's impossible to just go, well, I'm going to block that. I'm just going to completely block it because it can't be true. Well, right. that, you, you, you can't unring the bell, as they say in court. You know? mm-hmm. And right. um, so it's, it's important never to do it's To realize that is, is to, it's important never to do it. And that's a critical part of parenting these days that we didn't have to deal with a generation ago is because it can happen on social media and it becomes so destructive so quickly. Oh, now now it's just unbelievable. Right. And as parents, they have to be part of that. They have to pay attention. That's another threshold a parent has to stand on is what are their children seeing on the social media and what are they participating in? You didn't have to do that a generation ago, but they're called to. If you're going to give your child that, um, how would you call it, that plateau and, and not protect it, and not pay attention to what they're doing, we it, the the damage is already being done, and we know of children that it's done grave damage to. They can't overcome yeah, the people, social people bullying. Talk about screen time itself being mm-hmm. you know a problem. I think it's much 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 more what's on that screen. It's the content it of yes, that screen. It, it is. isn't just that you're looking at a screen for X. Right. You know, um, it's it's the content of it. Yeah, uh, just like you know you're your headphones, you know, um, what, what are you listening to? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And their, their brains are still forming. They're taking in the stories and the human brain is wired by God for stories. And social media is stories. Videos are stories and so on. And so you're just, you're giving it to them unbridled, not even, ch- not even watching it, not even knowing what's coming in. And we do have to, to step into that and to, okay, when you give them a window onto the world, what's, there is that piece of what they may look at, but what's going to come their way through other people that we just don't have insight into that we now have to be involved in because we're, we're seeing it in the effect of, of bullying and so on or people just spreading what they think is, you know, oh, I heard this to one person and then it gets spread quickly. And again, it's parents. It's a bigger. It's a bigger job yeah, now you know, than it used it, to be. Kids are vulnerable, but but we're we're all vulnerable, right? I mean, if, if <laughs> if I mean, especially you know, with with video and with mm-hmm. cameras and and they're not just saying bad things; they're posting it. Look at this person, you right? Know? I mean, I I I remember reading a story about. The ugliest person on earth. Oh my gosh! Yes, I know that story. Do, do you know that story? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it's just like, 
That's a heartbreak. Oh my gosh. She's a lovely person. Yeah. And then, but they're, how they're someone could do put, that? Putting pictures of her and and just saying this is the ugliest person on earth. Actually, I would venture and, that person is actually. Yeah. They and, just did that. And why, ugly on the inside. Why would anybody why would anybody want to do that? I don't know. But beyond that, you know, the the the, the real person on the other side. Yeah, and then you know, there's all these gradations of it. People are doing it to kids in junior high school, you know, right. young, young teens, uh, saying stuff that even a successful quote unquote successful adult would have trouble handling if they went online and yes. read. This is what this is what so, people are saying about me, right? Or uh, or even about how I look, right? Um, and it's it's very hard on the, a, a young a young adult to have this go yeah. on, and, and that's it, what you're seeing. I mean, teen suicides based right. on based on that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it and it's huge, and it's a bigger job for parents these days. And so when I see kids get a cell phone, they're not they're you know if you want the safety piece of it, which parents do, then get a flip phone. So you, you want you think it's necessary? Can you still buy a flip phone? Yes, you can actually. My kids make fun of me when yes, I pull out my you flip can. phone. Yes, you can. <laughs> And if you if you think your fourth grader needs to have that, then get them a, a flip phone. That's that's necessary because what's happening. I've noticed it in the in the public schools when I've been there, that when something happens, when something starts to happen, that there may some adult attention may be involved. The kids don't watch to say, okay, what should we do? What do we you know? What's needed? Do I know this person? Do I have to help? Should I go get somebody? They pull out their phones and stay on there. They've now distanced themselves from the other yep. human being. That's there's always somebody in distress on either side. You know, a fight. Oh yeah, started. yeah. It, it's 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 amazing how many crimes or bullying mm-hmm. or fights out, outside on a school ground or on a street or mm-hmm. people picking on homeless people. Yes, that are videoed. Right. And you go, well, wait a minute. Somebody you're, was standing you, there. You're standing there watching this happen, and you're you're taking a video of it. Why didn't you do something about it? Right, right. And we've got different terms for it, but the point is, human beings, we are we are becoming more distant. So, understanding that the parents are God's heart and hands goes with understanding we are ordained, if you will, with this responsibility and influence and. It's mandated that we do this and to, to not do it or to throw, to give your kid that kind of, to give them a phone unbridled, we're ultimately responsible yeah. for what came. And I, I can tell you from the education side of it, I see a, they, it shifts their processing. They're, when you see a kid that doesn't have it and you see a kid that is, there is a difference in them. And letting the brain develop on its own and letting it, it, it it's a stimulation. There's a fast moving pictures and so on and so forth. That's the education side. Let your kid look out the window. You know, when I see a, a two year old in a grocery cart with, I, I get it. We all need it. We need the phone. We need a break for a moment, but we language that they need. They, they map language by listening to us talk, by getting them engaged in what's going on and understanding the shopping process and color and texture and what the product is. It's part of humanity. We're helping them learn about their humanity Rather than just an image. Well, we'll be, we'll, you know, the jury's still out, as they say, uh, 40, 50 years from now. It will be interesting to see how, it, you know, did, did it numb our brains? Did it, you know, do we have no more Einsteins? Do we have, I, I think the same thing with, with headphones. I, I'm, I'm not sure. I could be wrong completely. You mean the, um, the, the earbuds or you yeah, just the mean earbuds headphones where, in general? Where they, they constantly have music going in their ears. Yes. And probably pretty loud, but mm-hmm. not, I mean, if you look at, you know, again, take God out of it, take uh-huh. creation out of it, just say, okay, this is how human beings evolved. Okay. And here we are, and we've got our ears, and they look kind of funny, and but they've got all, these, all this flap around the actual place where you start hearing. Oh, okay. Right, and it's okay. kind of buried in there. Right. For a reason. And, I mean... People go deaf all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, sometimes it's it's an age part of the aging process, but frequently it's, well, I was in a war and my gun went off right next to my right. left ear and I haven't been able to hear in it since, you know, that kind of thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And we've never had where we had, where people have music in their ears. Yeah. I mean, you, you could be 
sitting on an airplane and you say something next to the guy next to you and you go, boy, that's rude. He didn't even right. didn't, didn't even, even respond. It. And then you right. realize he's he, he's watching a movie even, you know, right. or, or whatever. But it's it's that amount of noise that close to your eardrum. I mean, just right, just right there. I, I tell my kids, you know, 30 years from now, I'm not sure. <laughs> right. I'm not sure if we're going to have a whole generation of people that can't hear very good. Right. And there is that view of this is just the evolution of man, you know, with technology and cell phones and, and earbuds and everything else and the watches, you know, Superman, we can talk into our yeah. watch and get messages and so on. But the, the piece is what is that piece you just mentioned indirectly is you're saying to your kids, you're involved as a parent. So be involved and make the best decision you can rather than just handing it off and then finding out, oh, gosh, I'm so sorry that made you deaf or affected something. I should have been paying attention because mm -hmm. we are discussing it as humanity. Research is there. What is the effect of having something that emits a big signal right next to your brain, which is pretty electrically based and all the signals and so on. But we want to be there. To, to make the best decision. That's what God's calling us to do. Unfortunately, he didn't say, you know, earbuds are good, earphones are okay. <laughs> he's not giving us that. Yeah. But he's calling us that if we, you call, we call on him, he will help us to discern. And that's, that's what he's calling us to, and that's a lot. Uh, meaning we're doing a lot if we're staying involved in the process, because how often do we make the best choice and go, wow, I wish I hadn't yeah, done I mean, that? I could, I could be wrong. It could be stimulating your hearing. Right. It could be could. beneficial but you for your make, hearing. But you want to make the best. <laughs> exactly. You want to make your decision based on not based on information, not just not even considering it. It's so then one, you have It's one regret. of the few senses that we actually have created an altered state for. You know, you well, with, with our eyes, I mean, we do, we have glasses, uh -huh. and, and, but we don't do much with our eyes. We're actually doing something to our hearing mm. with, with putting stuff in our ears and, right. and listening to music. And we know from, from, um, from medically that hearing is the last sense to go. The people come out of comas mm -hmm. and they could hear. Oh yeah. They could hear. And we know that. So we don't understand all the magnificent magnificence of the human body, but we do understand how important parenthood is. And in Proverbs 22, 6, train the young in the way they should go. So put in the effort, train the young the way they should go. Even when old, they will not swerve from it. One of my favorites. It, yes. really, it really is because um, I, I know firsthand that that's true. You firsthand? Know, yeah, it, it's true. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and you, you'll, it's whether it's siblings, whether it's yourself, whether it's a child, whether it's a, a parent, Somebody who's had that great gift when they were young, and then maybe they they what do they call it? They 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 fade away a little bit, right? Go off the rails they, a little they bit. They revert or whatever. Right. Oh, revert. Okay, yeah. right. I don't like the strange word, but but yes, it I is. guess revert is okay. okay. Return. Return. The prodigal son returns. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And they never they never drop it. You know, they, they never drop their faith. They never, mm -hmm. and they always, it says, it says, and they will not swerve from it. They come back. It right. Says, Train the young in the way they should go. Even when old, they will not swerve from it. Right. You know, and it's, it's, it's so true. I, I run into, I run into people now that are, they're passionate for a whole bunch of causes. And, and, and some of them are former Catholics. Mm -hmm. And for some reason they fell away from the faith and, and there's something they disagree with or this is they just and and I'll say well look at all these things you believe in these really good things that you believe in and and you've even devoted your life you volunteer at the mm -hmm. at the homeless shelter and you help to feed the hungry and you do all those things where do you think you got that where do you think you got that mm -hmm. it was from your it was from your catholic faith you know do they see it? it do you think do they no maybe sometimes you know, yeah. it's like it, from the faith that you're now right. sort of rejecting, if you will. Right. All these values that you have, that's where you got them. That's true. You, you, they're very much based on that. Yeah, completely. Taking care of others. You know, I mean, right. that's, that's, you, you, and you talk about stories in the Bible and things to share with your children. There, there are just so many about taking care of people. Just how many times does Jesus? Well, that Good Samaritan the story. Poor? That Good Samaritan Good story, Samaritan. right? Was all about taking care yeah. of someone, and yes, and and uh, Mary and Martha was about taking care of someone. Yep. And what was the balance in that? 
And, and that is it. It comes down to those human values. And as parents, we show that to our children just by the, the smallest things. Our children, their brains, I, I learned that their brain metabolism from a one-year-old to about a 10-year-old is double an adult's. Wow. Their brains are on fire for information. And they watch us, just us taking a casserole to a neighbor that's ill. Just that small piece, pulling over and helping someone on the side of the road. And you don't even know until your children get older and they verbalize back to you yeah, what I mean, they, they saw. They do. They see, uh, they, they do. They see you pulling over and helping somebody with a flat tire, or they see you mm-hmm. giving somebody a ride, or they see you, like, say, taking the casserole or, mm-hmm. or visiting somebody who's sick or um, helping, a, helping a neighbor who's having a hard time financially or mm-hmm. all those things. They see, they see, I mean, I, I, I always use the Bishop Gagos home as, a, as an example, you know, the great stuff they do, the great work they do. And I love taking my kids to that from mm-hmm. the time they were little. And now one of my daughters, now she won't miss it. Aww. She's in college and she's, she's looking at her calendar and she's saying, what's the date of wow. that? What's the date of that? Mm-hmm. And that's because, uh, you know, I'll miss class. To, fortunately, it's on a Sunday night. But, but right. you know, um, those things really, and they realize that you believe it. Mm-hmm. You That's know. important. And those those things are are so good to expose your kids to. Mm-hmm. And it's and going back to what you're saying about paternal instinct, and we know from faith that when children see their father practicing their faith, it predicts and helps them long term to navigate into adulthood. But if it's just mom. Most of the time, they don't stay with their faith when they're adults. But if dad is also doing it, most of the time, they do stay with their well, faith. Well, it seems, I don't know why, but it seems more often it's dad that's not going to Mass. True. I don't know why that is. I don't, I don't either. It could be the NFL on Sunday. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But, you know, it is. It's more It's more often dad that's not. Mm-hmm. But they, the kids pay attention to what dad, mom and dad, but um, it's also dads do things different than moms, and our kids are formed by that. They are very different, yeah. and and they they've done research and they've seen that babies laugh in a different way when dads are coming into the <laughs> yeah, room yeah. because they know it's different than when mom's coming in. There's yeah. still that spark when mom comes in, but they learn yeah. quickly, and it, and it's, it's we're different. It's a compliment that supports humanity. And now I understand more as I get older how the, why they say and how the family unit is the building block of society because society is formed by what goes on in the family. Absolutely. Jane, always a joy. Thanks always so much. Always good to be here. Thank you. God's Heart and Hands Ministry, Jane Lee. That's going to do it for us for today. Thanks for listening, everyone. God bless. We'd like to thank all the wonderful people and organizations, uh, businesses in town uh, and throughout the Diocese of Sacramento who have provided underwriting for the Bishop's Hour. Uh, some in the last few years, some uh, have been with us for a very long time. If you would like to be an underwriter for the Bishop's Radio Hour, uh, it's a wonderful opportunity to to support this mission and also to support the diocese and also uh, to get some uh, recognition for uh, your organization or for your business. The easiest way to do this is to uh, give us a shout, send us an email, radio at scd.org, and we can give you all the details about uh, helping to underwrite the Bishop's Radio Hour. Again, that's radio at scd.org. To the cross I look And to the cross I cling Of its suffering I do drink Of its work I do sing On it must save you Both bruised and crushed Showing that God is love And God is just At the cross you beckon me You draw me chair